Everything is Awesome is part of Courts and Parts, a podcast network featuring pop culture, TV, movie, and geek podcasts. Check out some of our other shows, like TV Ate My Brain, Let's Chat with Revelant Friends, and Podstalgic at courtsandparts.com. of everything is awesome i am your host kev and this is the show where we sit down and talk to awesome people about awesome things uh this week we uh finally it's it's there's two guests that i've been trying to book for probably the better part of a year uh and we've teased uh this week's guest a few times uh one because it was supposed to happen and then i forget why it didn't happen and one for a gimmick with uh with batman a couple weeks ago uh, so, uh, welcome to the show. Uh, she's an actress. You've seen her in La La Land. If you're a fan of Once Upon a Time, uh, she's played the evil queen in the rock opera. Uh, please welcome to the show, Ami Khan. Ami, welcome to the hey show. Hey, guys. Hi. Thanks for having me. This is awesome. Yes. Yes. Thank you for doing the show. Yeah, I know. Absolutely. It's... No, I've, I've been wanting, I do apologize. I'm so sorry. It's taken a year to get us through this. Yeah. I, w- I would say, uh, you you were probably uh, more so like six months or so I think. Okay. Uh, okay. Good. Okay. Good. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> you you weren't uh, as long, but we're still working good. on that other one. Uh, right on. That's uh, we'll keep working. <laughs> yeah. That's, <laughs> see, kids. Everything. If you're just uh, if you just annoy people on a consistent basis, you'll it'll eventually oh, yeah. come true. Absolutely. Totally. That's the best part. <laughs> uh, so. Uh, and this is a this is like one of those weird interviews. Like this is like really similar to when I interviewed Ace because like I like there's oh, okay. a background. Like normally my the and all right. So first to the audience, there's maybe a clicking sound throughout this recording. I right. apologize. It's just me tap dancing. I'm I'm practicing for a new role, there so I'm so go. sorry, but I yeah. gotta keep doing. That's that's <laughs> that's what it is. Not my yeah, lack that's, that's of experience it, totally. in podcasting for ten years. But um, yeah, normally these <laughs> these interviews are like I don't like I go in blind. I don't know anything about anybody, uh, and I keep it that way to keep the interesting uh, the conversation no, fresh. Cool. But this one right. is like almost like kind of the opposite, but not the opposite. Where where right. like I know enough to where it's dangerous to to um to have uh just a conversation <laughs> that no one cares about right and we've actually met in person one time yes. long ago yes uh that's something that you have uh over ace is, yeah. is that he refused not refused he couldn't come out last time uh you guys were out in New York. <laughs> right uh but yeah so uh so, so let's start with um sure. since i like to go to the origin point uh okay at what point um, when you were a kid, did like you realize that acting and and being in show ah. business and singing or and whatever it is you consider yourself in in the entertainment business? When was it that like yeah. that's oh I know I want to do this? Well, there's a multitude of different things. I grew up as an only child, but I'm not an only child. My my sister is 14 years older than I, oh, wow. so I grew up 
pretty much like an only child as a youngster. Um, she was like almost in college by the time I figured out what that was about. <laughs> but um, <laughs> my dad is a musician. He had a band for a long time. So I always grew up around music. My mom was always into artistic things. Uh, I grew up in Sonoma County. It's very artistic and hippie and loving <laughs> atmosphere. Um, so I always, and I was always a ham. I was always, a ham. my mom would be like, you you need to be put in like theater or some of the dance. I mean, started dance when I was a toddler. So I was always around artistic endeavors, which I'm very grateful for. But I have to say, probably the, the main thing I remember as wanting to get into the industry, industry itself, but not really understanding what it was, was watching, um, some of us would remember this back in the day, there were like free days where you could watch MTV and music videos and like, different shows coming on a cable box that was kind of new back in like yeah. the late eighties or nineties. And we got that. And I was like, this is really great. I don't know what this is, but I want to be in that. And I didn't know what like that was. Like I remember his, like mentally thinking, I want to be in that. And a lot of it was like music videos, especially like of, of um, Michael Jackson mm -hmm. and, you know, smooth criminal and all those, those uh, kind of mini movies that he created with his music and the, the storytelling really was appealing to me because I wanted to be one of those artists. Um, and I didn't know how to get there, but I knew I wanted to figure that out. And so that was the earliest memory that I can think of other than dance and just like being a ballerina and going through that as a kid where I was like, I really want to uh, research that. And I did like, I, I, Fast forward, I went and my family moved to Alaska when I was preteens. Okay. Oh. And I was so stuck in the like isolation, beautiful place, but isolation where I was like, well, now I'm really researching, research, research, research. And that's when the internet came out. And like, I figured out, okay, I need to get to Los Angeles or New York. And New York was really cold at times, which I was done with the cold. So I was like, I want to go to Los Angeles where it's Hollywood and history. And that's, that's really what got me going was. Like I, I was very young age. I knew what I wanted to do that. Okay. Couple questions. Uh, Absolutely. <laughs> uh, so the, I'm very specific. Kevin. <laughs> the, uh, the least interesting one is just because it's interesting to me is mm -hmm. uh, out here. Uh, Cause I, I think we're roughly around the same age. Uh, yeah. When um, I was a kid, like in elementary school, we had this channel called the box where you literally okay. would call and order music videos. <laughs> and, oh, wow. I never got that chance. That's awesome. Uh, I have heard about that, though. Okay, yeah, because, like, we had MTV. Uh, I, like, I, yeah. I think everyone had MTV and whatnot. And, like, but let's talk, like, MTV when there was actual music yeah. videos on MTV, because we really don't have that, and I'm hoping they bring that back. Yeah, no, that's not going to happen. That's what, like, there's, like, 17 right. MTV channels now, and, like, MTV right, 33... Right. Is like remember the, video killed the radio star like yeah. that whole thing like that's how it started yeah and like when i would yeah. come home my so when i was like i forget what grade i was in but there was a ritual where like me and my buddy would call the like 1-800 number or whatever and like you oh wow literally and then it would get charged to your cable bill so i don't know how <laughs> we did not get in trouble for that we had to get in trouble but we would just call yeah. and order music videos and then record them so that oh, we had them awesome. on vhs yeah. Um, oh wow. But then, and then eventually, and then as I got older, it was like I would say probably middle school or high school. It was like junior high. It was like coming home uh, to sit down and watch TRL because TRL, yes, which they're bringing back. I've heard. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
Oh, are they? Yeah, That's I, not the same thing, obviously, but it was, you know, and I, vintage. Like, I think they've <laughs> always kind of had, like, I, I think it's been there if, after all these years. Has it? I don't, I don't know. But, I actually don't have cable anymore, so I don't even know. Yeah, I, it's, I don't, see, I, I'm more of a, I, I like my entertainment that doesn't really involve music, so I don't, like, I stopped watching MTV. All right. Um, where do we leave off? Do you remember? Mm-hmm. Um, it was the MTV, and you asked me how I got into the business, okay. what I thought. Yeah, Road Rules, uh, Road Rules, Real World. Road Rules, yes. Versus back on track with MTV challenges. Back in the 90s. And uh, we'll just, this is going to be a, an obvious edit point that the audience will hear. Uh, <laughs> this, this guys, music. this is, cool. <laughs> is going to be a uh, brutal uh, uh, <laughs> podcast for you guys because it's not my usual setup, but my usual computer is maybe yeah. on the fritz. So uh, right. there's going to be a couple edit points. Anyway, it's okay. Yeah. I think it's like, um, there are uh, Warbor Alliance, which is the uh, Northern Lights, that have been like sun flares and like really messing up technology these days, Kevin. So okay. I think it's really bad. It's we'll blame it on that. That's fine. That we can blame shit. it on that. Yeah. We can blame it on the it's Trump administration. Okay, Either way. Blame it on that, as we should. <laughs> okay. Um, so. <laughs> So I wanted to bring up the the box and MTV. I had a, a couple other yes. questions. Uh, of why Alaska? What happened to go from <laughs> California, sunny California, to cold, right. cold Alaska? Yeah, another day of sun, right? No. Um, well, I'm from Northern California, uh, Santa Rosa and Sonoma County specifically, and my parents and grandparents. I'm fourth generation of living there which is a beautiful, wonderful, amazing place. But it's a small town uh, Americana feel. And my parents were like, you know what? We've lived here our whole lives. Let's have an adventure. So my grandparents actually moved up because my, (laughs) in a nutshell, my um, uncle, who's a minister, went up for uh, mission work and they followed. And then my parents were like, let's follow too. And so we literally... I need to write a book. But literally, as a child, we took a the biggest U-Haul you can ever uh, rent with a truck of our truck behind it at the time. And we made a road trip out of it all the way up the Alaska Highway through Canada, British Columbia, all the way to Alaska and into Anchorage, where we resided, and lived there for seven years. And then we decided to make a trip back to California from our to our hometown again. He's like, you know what? That was fun, but this is not where we want to be forever. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's in a nutshell. That's what happened. So, okay. And, you know, at the time it was hard, but I'm grateful for it now. It's a gorgeous state and beautiful atmosphere, but it is when you're talking about the last frontier, it is the <laughs> fucking last frontier. Okay. <laughs> well, and that probably answers my next question because you, sure. you said that uh, New York was going to be cold uh, right. <laughs> and I, I was under the impression you were still in Alaska at the time because I have to imagine, uh, and maybe this is just uh, being ignorant of the the little stepsister of a state uh, to our country here, but uh, no. I feel like it's always cold there and got to be colder than New York City. And actually, in the summertime, is absolutely gorgeous. It's, it reaches 80 degrees, which is very hot. Um, for where, where I was, which is Anchorage, which is not the capital, but is the main city. And so I was grateful because there is a lot of culture and art 
Uh, they have a performing arts center that was really big and part of the theater aspect there. That's how I got into theater. This is my backbone of like, you know, musical theater and theater in general. And so I'm very grateful for that. I got even, I even got into Irish dancing when Riverdance was big. I, because <laughs> I'm part Irish, I got into that heritage and there's an actual Irish community there from a lot of people who came over from Ireland and they stay there and they, they live there and they have a community there. And I was a big, uh, I was part of that with the Irish dancing and um, it just is it's one of those things that I like, you wouldn't think any of that would be there, but that is because no one no, really knows the education and the culture of what Alaska is because it's such an isolated place in the yeah. sense of the country, I, you know, and you know, there's some things I really don't agree with politics wise with there now that I'm an adult, but as a child, you know, it was a really special time and really grateful time. And it is a beautiful country in the sense of the actual geographical aspect of it. Not just, you know, the fact that it's also still part of the U S of course, but, um, I, I'm very grateful for my upbringing there because I think it made me realize a lot more as an adult of, of what that, that area is when it comes to nature and the beauty of it. I don't like cold. I mean, I used to go to school at 8 a.m. in the morning, you know, pitch black in the wintertime, <sighs> negative, negative 15, negative 20 degrees okay. in, in the black morning, which is fucking depressing. Okay, I'm sorry. Like, is it is, and, and I'm a night owl. I've always been a night owl, and yeah. it's great for theater and, and acting and being a thespian and actor. But there's a big reason for that is because I live in Alaska, where it is night, depending on where you are in the in the state. And I want to say country because I it's not because <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, not it's a own country. country. But you know what? It really freaking feels like a different country when you're because my experience was different from being from a different state that's part of the mainland or what they call the lower 49, you know, yeah. 48, actually, sorry, lower 48, excuse me. I think the 49 is right now because I'm part of that. But um, it is a huge difference of culture. It's, it was a culture shock. I la yeah. I actually went to a Catholic school for three days because my mom was like, let's put you in Catholic school. <laughs> and I lasted three days. It was like, this is not going to work for me. <laughs> like, it's just not the real deal. But um, but yeah, it was a huge learning lesson. Um, I don't regret it. It was a lot of learning aspect of it, but I am grateful to be back in California where I, again, always knew I wanted to be because it is home, home. And then I wanted always to go to LA. So that was the, logically, that was the only point, you know, yeah. to do. Yeah, that's, uh, I've been to California twice now. Uh, okay, Like yeah. years ago for uh, for work. Um, I, I flew out, uh, to do work at whatever the amphitheater, Mountain View amphitheater, somewhat, something like that. Oh yeah. Okay. And, uh, did work out there. And, uh, that was when I was first introduced to, to In-N-Out, which, uh, is forever. Oh, In-N-Out. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's, that is such a cultural thing now for people. I just had a conversation with somebody the other day about that. I was like, the funny to me is that you're not really in and out. No, in and out. No, it takes it, it literally it took twenty minutes line. to get a burger. Yeah, exactly. Hold on, but it's good. I love it, but it's not. They need to change their name, like In and Out and etc. Here's something. <laughs> All right. It takes a while. Uh, sorry, no, my headphones fell out, so I. Uh... Oh. <laughs> but yes. <laughs> In and out uh, is not quick. It's it's uh, it was no. about a twenty minute process. But I li right. it literally when because so I'm in Philly, the East Coast, obviously, right. and 
Uh, the closest thing we have to an in and out is Five Guys. Uh, but five guys. Five guys. Five guys. Burgers. Five guys. Yeah. So I, okay. <laughs> I, I was like side guy. No, that no, no. Five. Like the number one, two, three, four, five. Five. Okay. Yes. Five. Got it. And uh, I, I actually thought they were everywhere. So I guess they're more of an East Coast oh. thing. Um, no, I've never heard of that. Yeah, and I've not seen that. But they are. That's the closest thing we have. Uh, to in and out uh, but it's just not mm-hmm. as like there's something I, I guess it's the sauce I don't know there's something special about in and out okay like, but do they have giant safety pins on their uh, aprons in the back of their uh, uniform uh, five guys I have no idea I've been there yeah. once because it's okay five guys to me like because it's not as good as in and out I might as well just go to Burger King or something like that if I'm going to eat fast food <laughs> uh, so right it's it's uh so I'm not sure what they, but it's but it's to me like it's also not like and maybe it's because I live near it but it's not the it doesn't have the following that In and Out has like everyone uh, lo- knows In and Out yeah but that's a Southern California thing though too so when I moved from Northern California to Southern California and if people haven't been to California we're not really one big state I mean it is technically but the culture difference is like north south ish you know difference in some ways and um and you really should come out here for vacation sometimes instead of just work because you'll see it but um i had no we didn't have in and out i think i think actually we just got one in out when i was in college up in norcal before i moved down to socal as we call it um and it was huge down here, you know, mm-hmm. like it was the biggest thing. It's that and Delk Taco compared to Taco Bell, which Taco Bell okay. is my thing. I've had my thing with Taco Bell since I was five years old. Yeah. Okay. I still get the same damn menu because you know what? I like it. And it, it never differs about it. Okay. So this, we, I recently went to LA uh, in July, like the end of July, we went out uh, for mm-hmm. a combination of like a little mini vacation and my, my fiance sells uh, LuLaRoe. So we, okay. we went to like their convention and uh, literally I, I, th- uh, so we stayed in Anaheim uh, and okay, yeah. there was on every corner uh, a taco place and a dental suite, <laughs> like, the, like, and a different taco That's place. A good observation. <laughs> it was, it was literally like, here's Paco's Tacos, here's Del Taco, here's Taco yeah. Bell, here's Chipotle, here's uh, Steve's <laughs> Dentist, Al's Dentist, like every, like it was. There are a lot of dentistries here. Yeah. It was. You want a career? Come here. It was. Yeah. Wh- and like way more common, I couldn't find a Dunkin'. Like I'm a when it comes to coffee, like I'm not like I think Starbucks tastes like like dirt coffee. Like I just I'm not a fan of Starbucks. Yeah, nowadays it used to be better, but now it's not. Yeah. So so and I also like I'm also I, my coffee needs to taste like candy. So so Dunkin' <laughs> does a real good job at making it like real sweet. So uh, yeah, but we got that now. We have Dunkin' Donuts now. It's that not common. I found one in Anaheim. <laughs> Like, really? Uh, oh, well, you know, in LA, we have a bunch more now. Like it's it's crazy. Yeah, it's it was. Uh, but the 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 best part about that that trip was going to. Uh, and I know, like you guys go there all the time. Mm-hmm. But, like going to Disneyland uh, was the first time <laughs> I've ever been. And it's like oh, being awesome. able to compare it to Disney World, which is I've gone to two or three times now. 
Okay. Is like, what a world of difference <laughs> between oh. the two theme parks. Uh, I have a question for you then. Yeah. Like, how how did you experience that? Because I've never been to Disney Walt Disney World yet. That's yeah. that's a goal of mine in the, in the like next year. Um, I'm a huge Disney nerd, and yeah. obviously in different ways. And it used to be where when I was living as a kid in NorCal, we saved up the whole year to mm-hmm. make the trip to go to Disneyland for like three days and it was huge and I loved it but now that I live here I made you know pack to myself after these 10 years I've been here being like I have to have a pass I have to have the option of going when I want to and I don't need to stay the whole day I can go just for a couple hours if I want to but I have my friends who really love it too and we go and have a great time but the thing I love about Disneyland is that it is the original that started it all whether you like it or not it is historically that but what it was your take as being someone who went from, you know, your first experience being with Disney World compared to Disneyland being here? So uh, the the best comparison I have, which is not going to work for you. Uh, okay. But, but, uh, Fair is enough. I, it, I respect. In, in, uh, I live about 10 minutes away from this from Sesame Place. Um, a, oh, no way. Yeah. So it's and it's like oh, the that's cool. only. It's now, it's, I think now the only Sesame place in, in definitely in the country, maybe in the world. And, um, uh-huh. they, so, so that is, that's what Disneyland is. Like you go to Disney world yeah. and it's crazy busy. Like you can't, yeah, it's, I you, bet. you have to go. I can't through, even imagine. Like I can't even imagine yeah. right now. Yeah. Magic kingdom. I, we've gone in January and we've gone in April and both times, like it's, it, I mean, I for for what I imagined Disney World was, it wasn't terrible, yeah. but it was definitely like even in the Magic Line or the the Fast Pass line, you're waiting about 15 minutes. The Magic Line, that makes sense. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in Disneyland, <laughs> in Disneyland, yeah. uh, it was literally at most a five minute wait for us to sit in a in a Fast Pass oh. lane, and. Uh-huh. For me, like uh, I have two kids, uh, a five year old right. and a three year old. Uh, Perfect ages, yeah. I would rather take them <laughs> to Disneyland because there's yeah. it's, it's way less crowded compared to Disney World. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. and, and like the only, I don't even want to call it a negative, but the only thing that was like really off to me was the fact that like your castle is so tiny, like <laughs> compared to to Magic Kingdom. I bet. It was the first, so it was like the first, you know, yeah. beta program of figuring it all out for the empire that was built. In but a sense. I, like I, and I, we were able to get on every ride that we wanted to get on. Oh, okay. in Disneyland awesome. versus yeah. Disney World, like you, you have to really know how to schedule. It's like there's experts that like you go to to oh, say yeah. plan my day Absolutely. for Magic Kingdom. So, so I'm always intrigued by those people who are like, oh, wow, I have no. OK, I'm going along with what you say, because I yeah. don't know. But I'm a trust. Yeah. Disneyland. Yeah. We were we were there from like um, I think they opened at like eight or something like that. I'm not I'm not sure. OK. Uh, yeah. Uh, and I think we went on a Sunday. So they opened at eight or nine. or We got there. We walked into the park by like 9 a.m., I think. And we stayed till okay. about three and we went on pretty much every single ride. Uh, and they have you guys have the Indiana Jones ride, which we don't have. Yeah, I thought a- you guys had that. No, uh, ma- uh, Hollywood Studios has a stunt show. Uh, for oh, Indiana that's Jones. what I'm thinking about. 
the they did rumor. That with Full House back in the day. Yeah. Gotcha. The rumor mm-hmm. is we're getting that Indiana Jones ride because they're going to end the Animal Kingdom. Yeah, Animal Kingdom. They're uh-huh. supposedly developing like a section for Indiana Jones. Um, so yeah. uh, rumor it's is we're getting that ride. ride. It is. It really is. I, my yeah, favorite. I it, commend that ride for years. Yeah, it's uh, so I do like I enjoy Disneyland way more than I enjoy uh, uh, Disney World. The the only difference I'd say, like, I guess is the, the actual negative is that uh, Disney Disneyland seems like if you're like saving up to go out like and you don't live in state, that seems like, yeah, oh, I'm going to go to Disneyland and, and in California Park. And then like that's going to be my two days of my week there. And then I'm going to go find some other things to do for the seven days that right. I'm out in California versus uh, you go to Disney World for seven days, and you need more time to do stuff. Right. Yeah. I know. I'm. I'm curious about that. And then now that this, <laughs> this is such a Disney pod all of a sudden. <laughs> um, no, but I love it. I mean, I've always been. My mom was huge on this. She, she, she actually was in. She was an extra in the Disney film when she was a kid. So I was like always oh, really cool. big about. Disney. Yeah, Pollyanna specifically in Sonoma County, but. Um, it means a lot. It's nostalgic. It's a time capsule for some people in the sense of like actually physically going to these parks and, you know, you can have your opinions about other things about it, but overall it's always a beautiful memory. And, you know, and that's what I really love and respect about the Disney franchise in the sense of the memories made for families and people. And, you know, I mean, that, that won't change. And, um, with Disneyland, there's just so much you can do now. I mean, California Adventure, I remember as a kid when that whole park was a parking lot. Oh, <laughs> that wow. was the parking lot where you parked and you just walked into the front gates of Disneyland and you did your Disneyland, you know, tour with it. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's special. It's, it, for, to me, personally, it's always a time capsule. And funny enough, as you say, and I, it's funny, is that actually tomorrow I'm going to Disneyland with friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's... <laughs> because it's, I, I've never done this before, but they have the um, Halloween time where you can buy tickets on days where you go and do trick-or-treating with all the different characters. Oh, I've never cool. done that in all my life here. I've never done that. And so I'm really excited. You get up super early, you go, and I'm one of those people like, I want to go get my Mickey Mouse pancakes, okay? And that's like 8 a.m. <laughs> so if I'm not staying at the California Avenger or any of the new or old hotels around there, I don't care. I'll get up, get my coffee, as long as I'm my coffee, and we go and we you know, get there and have a good time. And that's what yeah. matters, you know? So I'm excited, but that just reminded me of that. <laughs> the, the other thing that I can compare uh, is, uh-huh. is it's a small world is uh, yes. okay. my thing is I need oh, to go yeah. on. It's a small world. Every time I go to a Disney park. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, okay. Just make sure. Cause it's like, even if you hate that song or hate it, some people do, it's still something like you have to you, see. You yeah. have to leave so, the experience at once. So the first time I ever went to Disney World was about four years ago. Uh, and, okay. And when my son was, I think he turned three the week that we went. And uh, we didn't get to go on its small world because we really planned badly our fast passes and stuff. And, like, it just, yeah. we had a good time. It's just we didn't plan accurately at all. So we went on its right. small world. When we went, uh, we went, did we go earlier this year? I think we went earlier. I think we went earlier this year uh, okay. to, to Disney World in like April. And uh, that was so we wrote it then and it was amazing. Like, it's so bad. It's good. But yeah. <laughs> but Disneyland, 
Disneyland <laughs> also does it better. Like it is a hundred percent better at Disneyland. Not only That's like does it start that. outside, which I which is neat. Right. It's mm-hmm. if and we didn't realize until about halfway through it that like there's little like like Easter eggs of Disney animation yes. characters and stuff. Right. And and I think that yeah. like changes the ride to be like 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 <laughs> So me and my fiance loved going on as a small world, both in Florida and in, in California, just because yeah. like it's again, it's just so bad. It's, it's fun to do. But uh, right, of her, when we went to the Florida, uh, her mom and um, and her husband went with us and mm-hmm. uh, she was like, oh, I can't believe you're making me go on this ride. And she kind of <laughs> like my my son really loves uh grandmom and like so they were both Aww. like oh my god like we can't believe we're on this ride and like yeah we went on it as the last ride of the night the the one night and like i so badly yeah. want to just say go again go again but they were like yeah, literally yeah, yeah. kicking people off uh but i think the whole, whole point <laughs> of this is that i think my kid would actually love the california one because he'd be like oh look there's aladdin oh look there's a boo oh look there's right, elsa right. and and uh and whatnot and it's it it literally like changed the experience once we realized right. like oh my god there's disney characters here which is smart and i and i mean that was never the original obviously but i like that they incorporate it in ways that it's not just like right in your face about the new changes it's incorporating it in a for the new generations that come through yeah but still giving the old school nostalgic but also you know respect to what it created like that's an, one of the original i'm really big about originality and like um what what walt disney created himself like even with um Pirates of the Caribbean, you know, yeah. like there's a lot of changes in that now compared to what it used to be. It was also my grandfather's favorite ride. And so I, being an Italian grandfather, I'm like, oh, gotta, gotta always respect. What well, and, love, and you know? Pirates <laughs> is another is, one. They still do it. Yeah. Yes. And they keep changing it little by little. They keep talking about like, they're actually talking about taking the red lady out, yeah. you know, for political reasons. And and some of it again, some of them like, you know, but it's storytelling. Yeah. And it comes down to the boundaries of, the storytelling aspect of does it really offend or does it is it just the storytelling of that time and historical period and era that is still part of Disney, even though Disney is all about peace and love and yeah. bringing family together. And it's still part of that, you know, and um, so I have different opinions about that. But but overall, like for It's a Small World. One, it's always the best place to go for AC if you ever need to go for AC <laughs> in the hot days of California, especially nowadays, too. Yeah. Um, but I do love that they incorporated the, like, Madame Alexander Dahl's aspect of Aladdin and Elsa and Little Mermaid. Yeah. And yeah. as a child, I remember thinking, that's really cool. Like, I love that I can connect to, like, the Little Mermaid and it's the doll format of that. And I get that we're all a part of the same world, which we are so mm-hmm. it's awesome to see that and i respect that but you can't knock it in the sense that it's art and it's mm-hmm. beauty and it's like you know part of the originality um persona of what disneyland was supposed to be about anyway so you know i i love it and i will always love it so i i love to see the other parts of it too in the world especially like orlando and uh you know Walt Disney world but yeah. Specifically. Well, and two more Disney related things before yeah, we, please, we I'm attempt nerd. to move on. Uh, the, <laughs> no. the, I, I will say that the the Orlando Disney uh, Small World 
it, it does have one thing that yours doesn't. It has the creepy, uh, a couple creepy dolls that, like, the one eye doesn't blink and it looks like it's staring you into the soul. Oh, uh, it's like Sid or whatever the name is from Toy Story? Yeah, yeah. Ew! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen that yet, but I'll look out for it whenever I go. Oh. Yeah, they should fix that unless it's intentional uh, well uh, there's no way there's no way that's intentional but that's the one in florida like that's florida has that uh i really appreciate the, the like the scary like it's that one is way more like uh like i could picture a horror movie taking place on that ride which is perfect for halloween but halloween time in, in any part of disneyland or disney in, in general is supposed to be you know fun yeah. um <laughs> and then and and yeah uh, Pirates is, is another ride that uh, mm-hmm. that is slightly different than it is in in uh, Florida, and it's like the little the slight changes that I guess technically Florida made um, are, are oh yeah for sure I guess are for the worst because I really enjoyed like the differences that that it was at um, Disneyland like it's like there's no sudden drop like the way like in the very beginning uh, of that ride uh-huh. in Florida so like. You don't the, have that- Really? Yeah, it's. I mean, I think there is a drop somewhere in the Florida one. Oh, I love that drop. But the very, the the very first drop that you have, it's like a tiny little one, and like you, and you go through a restaurant. Like I thought that was really cool. Like right, which is yeah, non-existent in in Florida. They don't have that. They don't have that there. They don't. They don't have the. You don't go through a restaurant. You literally are just on a ride, uh, the whole time. Interesting. Yeah, it is. uh, It's just, and obviously, you know, I'm sure Disneyland did it um, uh, because of the um, the space uh, constraints that they have versus Disney World. I'm sure they were utilizing the space that they had in the park, as small as it is, because it used to be an orange grove in Anaheim. Mm, Okay. Okay. But they utilize it in an artistic way of like, oh, well, let's just make this restaurant also part of the experience. Yeah, you know? and it totally Which is, is like, like, it's as a guy who's been on both, it totally is like a game changer and like for the good. Like it was so. And also merchandise. I mean, I'd be like, if I had it already dined, I have dined there before long ago, but I would be like, oh, that's awesome. I want to go have dinner there afterwards, yeah. babe. Like, like. Let's go get dinner there, babe, afterwards with the little fake fireflies that come around you. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's, it's romantic, but also mysterious. You know? Yeah, like, it was it great yeah. I definitely, marketing. hands down, would say, like, <laughs> if, if, I, if I had to choose which one I liked, like, which one's better, it's, it's Disneyland. I think the only thing yeah. that Disney oh, World has to offer that. is, like, oh, we also have Hollywood Studios. We also have... Uh, Epcot right. we also, like they just have they have more and yeah. you can you can spend you know, if you just want to go somewhere and not have to find like 50 million things to do and just have everything in one place right Disney World Which does is that. great yeah I mean here's the thing I want to see Epcot I've never seen it I remember seeing videos like there was a sing-along videos that um Disney used to do and I used to be on that shit as a kid like I used to again when I said I was a ham I would reenact being Dover Dodger, I'm sorry, from, uh, oh my God, what's it called? Uh, Oliver and Company, which was sang by Huey Lewis. (laughs) (laughs) And so they 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 had like, Disney had its own little music videos and videos. And it was like a whole franchise they did back in the day in the late 80s, early 90s. I'm totally putting myself on that. But it was, 
enticing to be artistic where I was like, I want to perform this. And they had one video of that same franchise where it was these kids that went to Disneyland and they had probably five or six songs or specific through the park itself before California Adventure was there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I want to be that kid singing those songs, being in the park, doing that, you know? <laughs> it was like, And that enticed me to like, I mean, love Disney even more because we were incorporating music, dance, acting, and storytelling and memories with something already connected to because at the end of the day, I loved going there as a, as a kid, as an adult, like there is no time there. You connect with people and I think it's a unity thing. And that's what I love about Disney in general, especially Disneyland and living here and being part of that is that, yeah, it all started here. It started with a mouth, started with a dream and Hollywood is a big part of that. And, you know, same with even Universal Studios, like we don't have it connected to Anaheim because it's much farther away than it is in obviously uh, Florida, mm-hmm. the way they have their park set up. But the intention and, and the dreams of that is still there, you know, that started it, that created it and continues creating because it's still working, not only park, but with the Universal Studios anyway, it's a continuing studio that creates the art we all look at. and some of us are a part of and want to continue in the future, you know, and it's like, that's huge. And that's something to like really look at in California anyway of being parks. It's not just uh, parks to have entertainment family. It's, it's memories built and the network of the film industry and TV industry too, you know? So um, that being said, I'm just saying like my experience with that is it's, it's huge to be a part of that as well as an audience member in the sense of Disney and universal. When you, when you touch on that, that reminded me of that. Yeah. It's uh it's neat because I was able, like, I, I never, like the only memories I have as a kid when it comes to theme parks is, is Sesame place, um, which is. And that's, that's what I, I didn't know existed. So that's an actual yeah place you can go visit like a land, like a, park yeah it's, a, it's an amusement park that's amazing yeah and i had no idea you can visit uh you know big bird and all, all the sesame place guys wow. but it is very like whereas disney land world wh- whatever any theme park in disney um mm-hmm. you can find like things to do as an adult really yeah. sesame place like once you hit about 10 years old um, <laughs> you, you stop having like my nephew does has Aww. he doesn't like it anymore because it's because it's all the only ride there that's really for you know adults and bigger kids is the big oh, rubber ride. ducky that's water fun. slide. Everything Ooh, else, that fun. oh, and that, that's <laughs> I love that one. Of course, that one it took five uh-huh. years to get my kid I have on. To see this in my lifetime, I really do. <laughs> It's, amazing. I had no idea. Yeah, it's it's a neat. Like I said, I don't know. Uh, like if if you're in your 30s with no kids, if like you can, uh-huh. I always like whatever. Like uh, yeah, kid at heart. Yeah, <laughs> when I used to um meet like after work when I worked around the corner from there, I would I would yeah. meet uh my fiance and the kids there after work. It always felt weird being that like, hey, I'm 29, 30 years old. Let me walk mm. into your theme park on my own. <laughs> like it always <laughs> felt really like that's the difference is that you don't feel that when you're walking into disney uh you can walk in as an adult all ages yeah which is what they made it and he and disney made it for sure yeah wait so is there i have i have questions about that real quick though is is there first of all is there a worm with rover 
there is uh or anything like that because <laughs> that was my favorite character one of my favorite characters wait with grover or with oscar like wormy I'm sorry, not Grover. My apologies. <laughs> Oscar, yes. I'm sorry. It's uh, been a while. Yes, uh, I believe uh, that when he, I think like there's a, I don't know. He about... went to the moon, man. He went to the moon. He went to the <laughs> fucking did. moon. Uh, they gotta give him credit for that little worm. I believe when you see a guy, like when there's someone dressed up as Oscar, I, I don't know if there's one on his trash can lid. There's someone dressed up as. Oh yeah, yeah. They like oh they, they just goodness. sit in a trash can. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have to see this. I please, I need someone to send me video. Whoever goes there again, to, like on social media, even I need to know what this is because I've never heard of this or seen video of this. Oh, it's yeah, it is. It's great they have it, but like <sighs> I had no idea. And it's as like as a parent, I love it because like I get right. to have the memories with my kids. But like it's it's what? definitely. Once you hit a certain age, like it's like, all right, well, that, now let's right. go to Six Flags or let's go to, you know, save up and go to Disney or whatever. Right. Well, what about? Cause so also, depending on on people who have seen this, but like I remember re- watching reruns of Sesame Street as a kid that my sister probably watched back in the seventies, yeah. yeah. but I re- rewatched everything, and there was I don't even know what it's called, but there I, it's just stuck with me all this time. But I've always loved. There was a character, I don't know the name of it, but they were on glasses. And it was also very great art in the sense of how editing was for filmmaking back then. Where, <laughs> like, the original Sesame Street would have, like, interactive different montage, like, montages of different people uh, or different learning lessons, you know, of yeah. course, or artistic endeavors. Where there's one character that was on a glass, like, actual glass, like, you know jar or something and they would are in the kitchen and they would hop over to another glass and they would oh. talk to somebody do you remember that at all am i crazy am i thinking something that i don't know because i know it's there I, but that was like early early sesame street yeah i don't and i don't remember that because uh, okay I, i'm I gonna watch... find this i'm gonna send it to you <laughs> yeah. because i know it existed but it was really phenomenal how they edited and created it back in the 70s and filmmaking wise of that yeah uh yeah i don't I, and i watched sesame a lot when i was a kid uh but like i don't i i when i used to wrestle i've had a couple concussions and chair shots to oh, the yeah. head so i don't oh, no, really yeah i don't i don't remember much from the childhood uh okay it's, it's cool man it's all good i'm gonna find it and i'm gonna show it and i'll like put on social media and we'll, we'll acknowledge it then because i right, know i'm perfect. not crazy with that but it's really creative it's more of them back in the day. I know that the like within the last five years, I was watching it because one of the kids was watching it, and they still do occasionally replay. Like it's it's brand they new. Replay it. Well, they and they really? they play brand new like Muppet stuff. Like it's like a new story mm-hmm. with Big Bird, but then like those lessons in between, they literally showed a video from the seventies. You could just tell by the quality difference. Oh yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> and it's like it's like. It's like when, uh, I forget what it's called, those books that they made into movies, and it was like the, the mouse on the motorcycle. I don't know if yeah. you've ever seen that movie. Okay. But it's like brilliant, because it's like, you know, stop animation, stop and go animation, where it's, it's I don't know, I think it's better than CGI nowadays, mm-hmm. to my, my opinion, but yeah. Well, CGI is, like, my, my thought on CGI is, like, a very, mm-hmm. like, 
uh, I guess because I'm a fan of horror and like, I, think, I don't know who said, okay. I don't know if it was JJ or uh, somebody yeah. else, but somebody said like CGI is a great thing to help assist you with your practical effects. Like, Agreed. And like, Agreed. Yeah. Like that is, I, I, I'm not a fan of say, I, and I don't think anyone really don't is a fan be lazy. of the, yeah. Of the prequel trilogy of the star Wars. Cause that's all mm-hmm. not practical. And like, I mean, I guess there's a generation of kids that like that movie, but it, yeah. For me, it was just garbage. Uh, and yeah, I agree. JJ brought it you back. You know you can do better. You know, you know they can do better. You yeah. know they could give more care and fuck about it, to be honest. Yeah. I, had a, I have a friend whose cousin created the whole concept of CGI in the sense of Jurassic Park, the first movie. Okay. With the whole part of the scene where the, the you know, T-Rex, and the banner at the end, yeah. and it's one of the most iconic parts. And I, I actually went and saw that movie when it was re-released in theaters, and it still holds up. Oh, God, yeah. Because people gave a fuck about what they did with CGI back yeah. then, because it's yeah. new and, and a br- brilliant and, you know, poignant part of filmmaking. And they had no idea what that was going to be. They no. just did it. They they had a passion for it, and... and I was. I remember hearing that story the first hand. I was like, "Oh my God, you had no idea what you had ahead of you." Like mm-hmm. that was going to make filmmaking industry and everything just even more amazing than it already is. But I feel that they've gone la- lazy with it mm-hmm. into the filmmaking world. Of well, you know, even animation for Disney. If we go back to Disney, as we this is totally Disney podcast tonight. <laughs> but it's like. But for real, it is still part of the filmmaking world the industry where it's like, you don't need to rely on that. Utilize it, respect it, but don't rely on it where I can tell those wolves are fake. I can tell, even Beauty and the Beast, the new movie, like I actually loved it. There's some parts yeah. that I was like, I've done the show myself as well. I've done, you know, been a part of it. I remember the original because I was a child when it came out and I loved it and I connected to it. But to see even the wolves or the beast itself is a great, but I miss the the makeup. I miss the prosthetic prosthetic I can't even, I can't say that. I can't even say it. Prosthetic. There you go. Even even Beauty and the Beast back in the eighties. I don't know if you ever seen that T V show, but um, unfortunately. You remember that? <laughs> yes, the original. But it was amazing. Because it was real. Oh, we have guests coming in right now, Uh-oh. by the way. Okay. Oh, this is good. That's good. Hey guys! Hi. Hey, hey we podcast. Yes. relate to it instead of your brain thinking oh that's obviously fake 
Yeah. You no. know, it's not real. And we already know that. Like, even um, the blue people, what was it called? The, um, thank you. <laughs> yes. We, I love that film. And I love what they did with it. But I would love to see even, even Labyrinth back in the day. Like, mm. my whole point with that is, like, you connect to those gremlins and those, you know, the 80s had it. The yeah. 80s really fucking had it. And I'm not saying we need to bring the 80s back, but we need to bring something more tangible back so that our brains and as an audience member looks at them like, I am connected to that because it scares me or it ignites me or I feel for them. I feel for that little creature that's not actually real. E.T. E.T. is mm-hmm. prime example of that. Well, and it's also like it's it gives you the uh, filmmakers that are more inventive, like the Sam Rammies of the world. Like he doesn't yeah. Evil Dead isn't Evil Dead if he has CGI and he has a big budget no. to go behind it. it. He had to like put a camera on a piece of two by four to get the shot he wanted. Right. right. Uh, I mean, I don't know budget wise, but I feel like it's cheaper, too. So why the fuck not? Yeah, I, I mean, who I, who knows what with, with uh, the, the today's technology? I I think it's actually yeah. more expensive to do practical effects just based off of. It probably is, is because it's like animation; it's yeah. not as uh, used as it used to be before, it, and not uh, respected like it used to be before. Exactly, but it, it does make the world a difference. Like it, it gives you a movie like Force Awakens versus Attack of the Clones or Phantom Menace or something like that. Right. Right. Exactly. Uh, so now you touched on something about, uh, playing Belle once. So let's get back to you <laughs> and, uh, and when, so when you, uh, moved out to LA, what was like your, you graduated college, you moved out to LA. What was your like first gig? My first gig was a PSA commercial for the Yacht Club of California to save money for rich people who want to spend it on taxes on yachts. That's the real deal with California. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I was expecting at all. But <laughs> I know, probably not. No, of course, of course. Um, no, and here's the thing: is like when you get to when, yeah, when you when you're booking your first gigs, you're gonna do something. Yeah. I mean, you want to pay your bills. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I even had an audition. That was for Scientology, and <gasps> I did it, but not, not, yeah, not, not even knowing what that was at the time, because that was 11 years ago, but I, when I figured that out, because they were like, oh, we want actors who can do PSAs that have emotion across from it, you know? So, um, so were they recruiting yeah. you in, or they just were, they wanted you to <laughs> yes, do work for them? Yes, yes, no, and I, I actually watched a lot of Leah Remini's A and E show, which is brilliant and it is real and it's phenomenal. And I've actually met her a couple times. Uh, aside from that, but in the world of filmmaking mm-hmm. and life here in LA, and um, I look back on it, I'm like, wow, I dodged a bullet. I'm so grateful <laughs> because because <laughs> I one, I would never have gone through there. But it was a uh, it's just a real life thing here that. You know, they, they, I actually had just on um, submission work, which is a site for acting purposes for commercial stuff and everything here. And they, they changed their name uh, for different purposes of casting, like the production companies. Like one is called Golden Era, which keeps 
last I haven't seen it for a while actually and this came up recently probably because of her show and her Emmy winning show mm. uh, for good reasons and um, and it was actually the same name that I remembered from the PSA and I was like wow I'm actually I don't say I was a victim of that but I definitely was a part of uh, being reeled into something that I thought was a good acting gig and then they kept afterwards being like, oh, my God, you were such a great actress and you totally had a great emotional, you know, you were able to give the emotion correctly with the way we wanted it. Like, we think you should come back. And, like, they really do reel you in uh, to thinking that you've done the best ability that you can, which you have. You've given your all probably, uh, which I did definitely. I tried. But, like, it was it was just phenomenal to think back and, like, wow, if I had been looking for that validation then I could have been that person who really was sucked in to that and that's scary because that's not real that's not acceptable that's not what we came here to do you know um but they kept they kept calling me they kept calling me back in and I literally had to block them at one point from my phone to be like no more no more because this is not a casting actual agent wanting me to come back for a tv show or for film or whatever it may be web series even at the time you know so yeah it's interesting to look back out i just want to get in a room and sit down and have like all the conversations and all the questions and have them because it's <laughs> such a crazy yeah. thing um yeah no for sure i mean i'm learning more as i go I'm, and i've ex- i've experienced it with different people i've encountered throughout the years living here and some good some bad and that could be a whole different podcast. <laughs> oh my god! I, I didn't even real. click. Yeah, that you yeah, like, are no, probably like just surrounded by people who are in it or have been tried to be pulled in or. Oh, or have left. Here's a, well, as people, I think looking back on it now, especially after seeing that series and reading on it and doing research and being, you know, not ignorant about it, which a lot of people are, myself it's like, included. Well, and that's fine because you, how would you? Like, you're not yeah. here. You don't see it. But there are people that you know that are around it, at least. And it's a cultural thing. But it's, it's, it's very fascinating. It's very interesting to look at. But when you are actually, you know, connecting to it to a degree of coming across it in your lifetime of living in the space that you're living in, the city you're living in, it's like there are people who do it for because they don't have anywhere else to go and they need they need validation or they need a connection or they need to know that they're doing something right in their life and that's human nature but then there's people who in their career that they want to have a career so they're do anything almost to do to be a part of that and that's a huge part what they they look at and they go after like a big part is they go after actors specifically females that come into to LA to for the dream and they help them to figure out where they can go with that you know and not all just females and males too but i'm just saying like the whole almost a stereotypical aspect of the female actress wanting to have the goal and dream of being the actress and being able to have their dream what can we do to help with that and then it goes into well if you do this if you sign up for this class and you do this i remember going to amda i went to amda american digital and dramatic academy and that's right in the heart of Hollywood. So I was right down the street from all the buildings that they own now, which are all beautiful historical buildings, which I fucking hate because they're beautiful historical buildings. I'm like, leave them alone. Let them be historical buildings or museums or something. But they do. 
And I remember walking by, going to get lunch during my break at classes and with my friends and going coming back afterwards. But in between, we'd go and get lunch, and they would come out. They'd be outside. Uh, they all come in and take the test that they, they do, you know? And I was like, oh, I'm okay. Thank you. Really appreciate it, but it's not for me. And I don't know how many times, literally, they would yell at you for not coming in. Oh, well, you're, you're, you're a lost cause. Like negative shit. And I'm not being fake. I'm being honest with you right now. That is what they would do. And I thought, well, I don't know what that's about. And I remember saying this one time to this gentleman. I was like, I don't know what that's about, but I definitely do not want to be a part of your society if that's how you treat me. You know, like it's a real unfortunate shit. And there's real deals of people being hurt by this. And it's real. It's not fake. It is real. And people need to acknowledge that. And they are because it's, there's enough people coming out saying the truth. And when the, tr- you know, t- the truth speaks the truth, you can't deny that. You can't I, hide that. I would take that test in a heartbeat just to like, say I took it. Like, and the vibe you get, you know? Yeah. Um, I, oh God, I would see, I would want to take the test just to say that I took it. Like, I just want to know. Well, that's true. <laughs> like, I just, I have like the curious mind, but my problem is, is like, they'll, they'll like, I'm that guy that's going to get suckered in because like, they're going to tell me how great I am. And that's like, maybe you should do some like undercover work <laughs> oh then when God. you're back in LA. We should do that. that would why be... not? <laughs> yes. Why not? Like, I, cause I always thought about that too, but I'm so vocal and so honest and blunt. Where people are like, oh, you're from New York. I'm like, no, but I, past life maybe. I don't know. But it's it's real. It's like, I I can't. I can't fake that. I can't be fake. I can't be, you know, it's funny. telling I, people like, oh, I guess maybe that's the truth. Maybe my past life is that. I don't know. I, you know? <laughs> Uh, the, this podcast is uh, the furthest thing from um, investigating that you could <laughs> so ever sorry, be. But I'm... Uh, and I had someone message me the other day. There's a lot of s- shit going on here. <laughs> but I had I had someone message me the other day and say, "Hey, um, would you be able to like do an interview with this person who's like shady and running a shady Ooh. Patreon and stuff?" And I was like, "Like a like you want me to investigate?" And they're like, "Yeah." I was like. Dude, like I'm like a step below, like just a step below Kevin Smith and podcasting. Like I'm not, yeah. the, like I don't, like you're not. I'm not the guy. Like I'm not Batman. Like I can't, I can't do it. <laughs> That's okay. So nothing wrong with that. I turned it down because I, I and I should have played along a little bit more just to find out who it was. Uh, yeah. Who, who the quote unquote celebrity Patreon it was. That would have been interesting. But yeah. It was, I literally was like, oh my God, like, I'm not, like, I'm not Batman guy. Like, let's just. Right. Go find That's what I love about. <laughs> That's what I love about podcasting days is, is the new, newest radio station yeah. idea of what we have in society. And I think, I mean, we talked about this before having another podcast where it's like, well, the evil, evil wriggle thing as, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for real, but also I do, I mean, my passion is talking yep. <laughs> about real things. Um, and I like to have people on the kind of like, you know, I see, especially in today's age with everything going on and poli- politics as well as just life, man, mm-hmm. like everyone's connected in life as that. And, um, I would like to have podcasts at some point where we bring on people from different point of views and we actually converse about things to get a point across of education information and at least trying not to be as ignorant as 
we as a society is sometimes and that's really passion passion of mine and and what i would like to do in the future um maybe that's something we can work on maybe it's not but it's something that i definitely want as a person to do yeah and that's kind of part of it because i see things in my daily life where i'm like this is amazing or this is not okay and this is unacceptable and i want to be a vocal platform. I mean, I, I did that when I went through Miss California for Miss America. I had a vocal platform and I truly believed in it and I wanted to do more with that. And we have a voice to do something with and we should do it because, you know, if you're passionate about it, you you should do something with that, especially in the limelight if you have that ability. My personal opinion is on that. And so, you know, who knows? In time maybe, but um, but that's an example of it where it's like, yeah, there's some fucked up shit that I've seen that I need to talk about because it's not acceptable and we need to be aware of it. Yeah, it's I love like I, a lot of my pod- podcasting buddies, they'll like they'll kind of wrap up their show uh, and, mm-hmm. like on a serious note and like, you know, take action, take a stand and whatnot. And it's like, yeah. I'm like, oh, my God. And I, you're like, I just want to have fun. <laughs> I, I, I'm like, well, that's like I get it. Like, I should totally be that guy because like I got an audience. I should be. But I literally right. just want to talk but about that. Have to be. Like, but if you want to be, that's huge, you know. Yeah, it's uh, well, I, and I and I, I this will probably be the first uh, recording where I cut it in in the the end because it's the first like since I started. Yeah, I, I have one show where I did it. I was like, all right, well, I'll just start cutting it in at the end, just a, a generic spiel about whatever. Uh, yeah, because it is. You're right. It is absolutely. Uh, I think important to to if you, especially in uh, the for the next uh, foreseeable future, three and a half years, uh, to right. be able to uh, say, hey, don't stand for uh, you know this idiocracy we're living in right now. Uh, right. I so. mean, it's just we have that ability now. Uh, we don't know the future. I'm not saying it's going to change. I'm just saying we don't know the future. Nobody mm-hmm. does. So it's like use the vocality that we have for the positive and everyone has their own opinion which we have the right to do and and use it for the right cause you know whatever that means to you um we've we've run the gambit on this on this episode of we really have we we're gonna have to have part two i think <laughs> and uh <laughs> but i do want to maybe next year <laughs> yeah it will probably take about 12 months to get there i'm sorry kevin but thank you <laughs> well before but before we end it uh yes. i do want to because like where our connection meets is the, the rock opera so um, right yeah. and and of once course. upon a time and whatnot so I just yeah. want to uh, like, how did you get involved with the rock opera? Were you watching Once Upon a Time beforehand, uh, or did you become a fan of the show because of the rock opera? So I've always been a fan of the show Once Upon a Time. I actually followed Lon Perea's career for a long time, and I really respect her as an artist, an actress, and everything she's done before. And then she booked Once Upon a Time, and And also being a Disney nerd, I was like, oh, this is a great show. I can't wait for this. I remember being at Topic Grove, which is a huge outdoor mall in Los Angeles in West Hollywood, and seeing the poster for the first time, like, once, and under being like, once upon a time. I was like, oh, it's like fairy tale. And then I read into it, and I was like, I need to audition for this. (laughs) And, of course, I never got the chance, unfortunately. But I had uh, mutual friends who were into Disney theater uh and that was ace moretto and then uh aaron segman and his wife and she was creating it and i had a chance to audition for the evil queen i was like hell yes 
I'm going to try this, go for it. I have music theater backgrounds, great. Did it, and they immediately was like, okay, yeah, you're the queen, great. So we did the film, it did well, and then we toured it and continued touring, and it was great. Um, and then we met the actual cast, and the cast is always, and creators, and they've approved, and they've been a part of it, and in the sense of loving it and being positive about it. And so um, that was the main experience of it. And that's and it was a dream come true because I mean when you step into okay Lamprey is like amazing woman and amazing actress but when you step into her presence and she's like I know who you are straight to your face I was like oh my god okay because it's like SNL I mean not the same thing of course yeah. but when there are like SNL actors for example maybe not the same thing but like Bobwin's going for Trump it's like. You don't want their approval, but you want their approval yeah, because you're yeah. parroting yeah. an actual person who's created this character that you respect, you appreciate, you adore, and you, at the end of the day, respect. You know, that's the finalization of it. And I totally did that with her. And I was, you know, and the fact that she gave me the approval, like, I know who you are and I like it. I was like, oh my God, I'm so grateful. And I have nothing but positivity and respect for you and knowing that and also giving me to the mannerisms everything i've done to incorporate that into the film um yeah it was huge it was a an honor and uh other you know at the end they just respect the ninth degree and what's really nice about uh you know meeting the creators and 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 the cast and whatnot and yeah uh, them approving of it is like the, like not all creators like a lot of creators could be real shitty about you doing something with their ip absolutely yeah and, and rightfully so in some degrees like yeah. if you don't do yeah for sure and that was my fear <laughs> at the end of the day <laughs> but they've been great yeah and absolutely it's, you like yeah. everything i've heard Beautiful. just from you guys everything that like you know that is just seems to be come across through social media and whatnot it's like they're every single person involved with that show from the from the cast to the creative team to whoever like they're just all yeah. super into like oh my god you like took our idea and you like you did your own thing with it like that's it's the yeah. kind of like uh uh, energy that the positive like I, I'm a big Kevin Smith fan and like that's like yeah, it's almost agreed. like the the positive energy he expels about that kind of stuff like it just it reminds me of that is that like yeah uh, they, like, like I said they could have been real shitty and they just like they enforced yeah for sure that creativity Absolutely. that you guys had uh so that you could like t really take your ball and and run with it well I think it was a great concept of people that were attached to it. Every every single person that was attached to it was the most artistic and beautiful person that I've ever met and worked with in Hollywood thus yet. And their heart was gold and they wanted to create something that was really vibrant but funny but loving and touch on the real reality of it and uh was acceptive of the filmmaking world that we are a part of here. And on top of that, you know, these are people that are somewhat connected to people who are actually on the show. And so you don't want to uh, disrespect them at all because we, we respect them for their work and their artistry. But um, this is something that also I think rings true for the fandom. And it is a very special thing that you can't find everywhere. It, you know, I hope it happens again in a different way for maybe a sequel or something, but if it doesn't, at least something 
that we're connected to and people connect to, you know, and want to see more of. And, you know, it just depends on the fandom of knowing more of that. But I've talked to a lot of the cast members from the actual Once Upon a Time TV show, and it's like crazy. It's crazy to, like, talk to Michael Raymond James. On top of that, it's part of Bullies Keep Out, which is, mm-hmm. you know, I'm part of an advocacy of um, which he's ambassador for uh, with Mallory are. McDonald. And I am too. We are, yes. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. And that's a huge, again, going back to talking about things that matter, really, really matter in vocalizing in this world of helping others. Like, that's the beauty of entertainment and people who are in entertainment. We have a voice to speak out and help people mm-hmm. and and connect to people. We want to. We are part of that. And I'm just overblown every time I'm part of it. Like, I'm like, this is this is why I wanted to get into entertainment. It's mm. about storytelling, but it's also about relating to people and helping people. And that is something that entertainers and, and artists are supposed to do. I, that's what I believe in. We're supposed to help. We're supposed to do what we can in this world to connect because that's our job to connect and relate and storytell relatability. Um, even if it is a parody of something like that is relatability. Yeah. Um, and, it's, and we're all connected in that. And it's legit storytelling too. Like, t- like yeah, I've gone absolutely. on record saying that the Rock Opera is a hundred percent better than season five of Once Upon a Time. Like, <laughs> it's, it's just it. I, I have my issues with that show. Yeah, <laughs> I, a lot of people do. That start around <laughs> but, season five. I mean, until uh, they bring us on as like you know entertainment or uh, stand-ins or something. It's like, is... like well, I mean, we're working actors here too so, and, and tr- contributors and producers and everything. So we're part of the industry, but it's like to be able to be connected to that is an honor first and foremost, no matter what, no matter what it is connecting with individuals. But it's like, we've made something that people love and that is fucking amazing. Like I am so grateful and honored for that. You know what I mean? The, um, and it's going to grow. The, I think that once upon a time is making a huge uh-huh. mistake in, in not doing something because we've established in, in with this seventh season, uh, which I'll get your thoughts on in a second, but we've established okay. that, like they're, they're like, it's like a whole like other universes now exist. Like we live in a yeah. multiverse of Once Upon a Time. They are making a grave mistake by not just doing one a one off episode or something where like the rock opera universe like collides <laughs> with it. Like well, the, that's just business, baby. <laughs> that's just Hollywood business. That's like, the only reason, probably. <laughs> I don't know for sure, but yeah. Uh, so yeah. what what are your thoughts on season seven of uh, the the oh. What was going <laughs> at one time was a great show. Yeah. Well, okay. I I really am excited for the spinoff because that's what I'm calling it. It is a spinoff. I don't know what they have in store. I try not to look on social media to understand like uh, the spoiler alerts. Yeah. I know the new actors that are part of it. I know that Lana's the main part of it, which she should be. She's a fucking mm-hmm. phenomenal actress in person herself. But um I'm excited to see what they have. I've heard through the grapevine, there's some really amazing scripts and writing a part of it. So I'm supportive of that and I'm hoping for the best, but I don't know as I'm, I'm still also an audience member, you know? And so I'm hoping that it's going to be a new take, but at the same time, I'm respecting the past. I Mm -hmm. I really feel like the past six years is something you got to respect. It is something different. 
And, you know, also for the ships, there's so many different ships, and we all love the different ships, but there's also a lot of hate and love relationships with ships. I don't, and I, I think, think you it, just have to take what you can. And no, at the end of the day, and I'm being honest with you, it's a TV show in Hollywood that has characters that we love and we respect and we want the best for because we relate to them and we want the best for them, but it's still writing. And if it's not there, then please be creative and be inspired and go and write fanfic for yourself and do more with that because there's always opportunities with fanfic elsewhere. On a network television show, it comes down to just business. And it's show business for a reason. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, it doesn't mean we hate this ship or hate that ship or we love that ship or we love more of this ship. It, it's really just show business. And, um, you know, this, it, it, <laughs> it's a this, whole different world these days with that aspect of ships. This is, really the, is. this is the part of the show where I want to say that I, I think I might yes. be legally required to say that this show has no uh, <laughs> affiliation with any ships. Uh, I yes. don't hashtag no, don't, anymore. You know it's going to be a part of it because there's a lot of ships. I, uh, and a lot of love in that ship. I don't know what a ship is. I have retired oh, really? from that. <laughs> I got in a lot of trouble on social media. I know you have. You and A especially. Goddamn retweet. <laughs> I retweet one funny thing and somehow but, I get dragged I mean, here's the thing, though. On, I'm going to say it out loud. If you're, it's your opinion. It's your opinion. Everyone has the right to their opinion. Oh, no. I... <laughs> and Listen. if that's your opinion, then it's your opinion, and that's my, okay. My opinion but was was Ace had opinions said something. on that opinion, and that's what matters too. My opinion was Ace had a funny tweet, and I retweeted it, and then I got into some sort of war. And then you guys got in trouble. You guys got in trouble. <laughs> and then that. that's uh-huh. when I said I am never using a hashtag again. Uh, the Flash fans they don't go ape shit when I use when I talk about a fit. Oh, with, Flash! Yeah, oh, I don't. Okay. E- I don't even know. Okay. And I have a friend with Arrow, and I'm like, I don't even know that ship. Oh, I, wait, it's, yeah. it's too many. Oh, God. It's too many. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> That's another kind of, I keep on forgetting that, like, because, like, going back to your hangout with uh, BKO <laughs> yeah. and whatnot, I'm like, oh, uh-huh. man, my friends oh, hang BKO, out with. Oh, BKO, yeah. I was like, oh, man, my friends, like, hang out with famous people. Honestly, I'm like, wait, keep out right now. my <laughs> friends are famous people. Um, so <laughs> That's I because you know, uh, the dude that plays uh, uh, Mr. Uh, T Sphere guy, um, Echo, right? Oh, okay. You're just cut out. I'm so sorry. Oh. What did you, who you know from Arrow, you know, the guy who uh, Echo, Echo, yeah, he plays the, the... yeah, Echo Killam, yeah, he's phenomenal, he's that's great, awesome. yeah, I've known him for years before you even booked that, yeah, he's great, I mean, oh, yeah, that's amazing, great actor, great, imp- he's a great improviser. I see a lot of him at um, with friends who work at iowa west in hollywood he's uh Shout out to that. easily <laughs> yeah because arrow has been like a show that goes downhill the last few years uh oh, okay see it's yeah not, it's not quite like going downhill like once upon a time did but it's uh it's definitely like he's the high point like when they cast him on the show like yeah he's like one of the things one of the characters that like oh man thank god he's right on no right he's now. he's very talented he's got great hair <laughs> He's funny as shit. I know him for a long time, and also we're birthday twins, actually. So oh, nice. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Same thing. Uh, mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So we uh, we we went on many tangents, but that's normal. We did. The show. I'm sorry, no. but I'm I'm really that's, having fun with you, Kevin. <laughs> that's the point of this show is tangents. We do have a lot more to cover at some point in another episode. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have we'll have you on in a year. <laughs> Let's. <laughs> yeah. Seven year. I mean, 
seven episodes. Oh my god, seven months years. or something. I don't Six know. Months. Do you do like once a month? Oh no, episodes? this is weekly. This is weekly. Oh, okay. Well, then seven weeks from now, we will cover uh, a lot more because I have this whole thing in front of me and it's not even placing it. So, <laughs> cool. Yes, yeah, so we went on a big Disney tangent. Um, before we a Disney let's... tangent, exactly. Uh, it's, which is fine. Disney and Scientology. That was uh, two tangents. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I kind of real. I don't even know where it comes from. I'm just being honest about it. I kind of expected the Disney tangent. Did not expect the well, Scientology that makes sense. tangent. But yeah. uh, it's all good. I love, <laughs> I love it all. Before uh, we let good. you go, go ahead and uh, okay. tell people where they can find you uh, out there okay. in the public. You can find me. My whole name is spelled A M as in Mary, I E E C as in Cat, O N N as in Nancy Nancy. And that's all the same thing in any social media aspect. So whether it's Facebook, uh, at sign, you know, Amicon, at Instagram, at Amicon, on Twitter. And whatever else is out there that I don't know I'm part of, that I am, that is where you can find me and Google whatnot. But please it's, connect. I love connecting. And that's my whole name. You really lucked out with having like a unique name because like, God, yeah, that's I, what... I'm grateful to my mother who was like, I want a French name. It's Ami. And like, Amy? No, it's Am before I. And that's the difference. Since the yeah. internet started, I've never been able to find anything with Kevin Gallagher. It's always it's always yeah, been some good. weird nickname. So now I uh, yeah. I just stole Kevin Smith's bit and I'm at that nerdy Kev. Uh, well, that's real estate on it, on the internet. Like yeah. you know that, right? Like oh, when you buy a domain or you get it, it's real estate on the internet. Oh yeah, yeah. You I, have that. Um, <laughs> Own it. Take care of it, no matter what. Yeah, it's, it's, except I'm not paying millions of dollars for KevinGallagher.com. I'm okay. No, don't do that. Celine Dion did that. That was the whole thing. When the internet came out, she didn't buy it, and somebody did, and she had to buy, like, millions yeah. to get her name back for .com. That's what I heard. I yeah. don't know. I I'm don't all, know her. I'm all right with having people go to uh, ThatNerdyKev.com. I, I, I'm fine with <laughs> I, I, I think it's a good name. That's good. I, I'm a guy who's lived his life of uh in gimmicks so i'm i'm fine with that not using my real name uh anyway do you do comedy do I, uh no no uh wrestling is what i is where, where oh okay yeah i used to uh you should i used to yeah no i god i i can't i i'll maybe <laughs> do i cannot For a do charity comedy event. We'll do a charity event. You need to come, some comedy. That's yeah, what's going to happen. Gonna be awful. Fine. If you want to <laughs> stand around and like get. Sure good cause, Kevin. If you want to practice booing, then I will pre- I will 100% be your guy to go up on stage and tell some jokes. Uh, okay, you fair can, enough. You can be hecklers. Uh, fair enough. Practice your heckling. Uh, Ami, thank you for doing the show. Thank you for having me. I really do appreciate it. It's finally good to yes. hear you. And Andrea says bye too, because she's still with me. <laughs> Nene says bye. Uh, and for those that don't know from the <laughs> Everything is Awesome audience, she is from uh, <laughs> the Once Upon a Wine show with me. Uh, yes. All right. Uh, for everything is awesome, I'm Kev. You can find this show on Twitter at God damn it's. I'm gonna have to redo this uh, outro. I think it's okay. Uh, it's uh, good. You can find the show on Twitter <laughs> at Real Awesome Pod on Facebook and Twitter. On Instagram, we're at Awesome Podcast. You can find me on Twitter at that nerdy Kev. Uh, you can of course uh, snail mail us if you want to send pictures of dogs riding zombies. Uh, I don't know why, yes. but you can send pictures. That's snail mail dogs. that to PO Box 177 in. Fearless Hills, Pennsylvania, 19030. And, of course, you can find us on awesomepodcast.com. We are part of the Core Temp Arts Podcast Network on 
Parts.com. For everything is awesome, I'm Kev. We've been awesome. Thank you for listening to the Court and Parts Podcast Network. To listen to more Court and Parts shows, visit CourtEmparts.com.